and welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I am your host, Dylan, of Neo News Today. In episode 39 of the NNT pod, I had a chance to sit down and speak with Tyler Adams, the co-founder of COZ and Moonlight, and the architect of the Vivid Decentralized Self-Sovereign Identity Solution. Our interview with Tyler is going to be a two-part series with the first portion of the discussion focusing on Moonlight and Vivid, and the second portion dedicated to the COZ developer community in the Neo ecosystem. In this half of the conversation, Tyler and I talked about what Moonlight is and how it is intertwined with the Vivid Identity Solution, why users and developers would want to use Vivid over other identity standards, current and upcoming features in the Moonlight platform, potential use cases, and much more. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Hey guys, what's going on? Today we are speaking with Tyler Adams, the co-founder and architect of Moonlight and the Vivid Decentralized Self-Sovereign Identity Solution. How are you doing today, Tyler? Uh, pretty good. I'm glad it's not 120 degrees yeah, it's, in my office. It's starting to cool down here in Denver as well. Um, we we go kind of we go deep and we've participated in a lot of events here in Colorado. So I'm gonna try and do my best to paint a picture for folks who are listening to the first time potentially to the Neo News Today podcast. And maybe this is the first time they're hearing about Moonlight and Vivid. So can you just give us a brief introduction of what Moonlight is and who comprises the team? Yeah, so Moonlight is a um professional workforce platform. Um, you know, a lot of people listening in are familiar probably with LinkedIn and Upwork um, or some project management tools. You know, I think Monday, GitHub projects, that kind of thing, MS project. Um, so Moonlight takes all three of those and uses um, blockchain to kind of merge them together. Um, in a way that allows people to move from these what we call like faith-based relationships and networking experiences directly into a trusted relationship um, so you don't need to worry about working with people which is this is critical when you're remote um, working and networking with people who say one thing but actually um, aren't being honest right so dishonest actors and i think in the blockchain space, everybody is extremely familiar with this, where you get people that message you, ask, you know, they want to work with you, they want to network, they want to talk to you. And you're, you kind of have to do this pretty elaborate due diligence in some cases to figure out whether the pe person is who they say they are. Well, with our platform, you know, you kind of move, you skip the faith part of relationship building and you can move directly to trust. Um, that's really what we are doing at a, the core for Moonlight. Cool. And can you just give us a, just like a short uh, background on who the team members are? And Sure. Um, so there's me, so I'm the architect and I'll just, I'll um, provide information on some of the primary team members. Um, so I started at COZ um, and we kind of 
branched off there. Um, my background is in systems engineering um, and analytical project management. Um, and then we have Ben Hallows, um, who's our product design lead. Um, so he, if you're actually, most of the Neo ecosystem is probably familiar with his work since he did the designs for the, the current Neon wallet. Um, so I think most people in the ecosystem have probably used or experienced his design work if they haven't used the Moonlight app yet, um, which they should try it out. Um, and then we have um, Travis Lynn, who's our um, product development lead. Um, so Travis also has worked with COZ. Um, he has a lot of experience as a contract developer as well. Um, he provides a lot of um, like technical leadership within the team. Um, and then Alan Fong, I think a lot of people in the community are familiar with Alan. Um, he's also former COZ. Um, he handles a lot of our business development and marketing strategy. So that's kind of our leadership team right now. Cool. Um, before we kind of go deep into the questions I wanted to ask you today, I want to first start by talking about the relationship between Moonlight and Vivid. Both projects are kind of independent from one another, but it's also like a binary star where they're also deeply intertwined. Um, you can't talk about one without talking about the other. So can you introduce Vivid and explain what the differences and the dependencies on one another are between the two? Yeah, so... Um and given the timing, all I, I do need to tell a bit of a story for this. Um, so for, for Moonlight, when we were developing, and the community is very familiar with this story also, um, in developing Moonlight, we, we had a, a pretty critical need for verified, like universal or holistic verification of credentials, right? And by credentials, I mean maybe your national identity, your skill set, your email address, um, you know, we have social link support, GitHub, Stack Overflow, that kind of thing, right? That's a, a core component to the Moonlight platform, right? That is, it's really kind of separate from some of the, the other mechanics. It's really just, it's a, a critical feature need for this, for Moonlight to exist. Um, as we were building Moonlight, we kind of realized that, well, this, this need isn't um, unique to us. It's actually a global issue, not just within the blockchain space, but um, within conventional apps as well. Um, people, application developers need a way to authenticate users and provide verification activities in a seamless, very simple, straightforward workflow. Um, the overhead right now um, is really painful for people, for apps, and it, it and for end you and for their users um so the idea for vivid is like well we have to build this anyways we can split this off into a service that a lot of other projects can use right um so it's it's really the the verification workflows um and that functionality as well as the um the w3c com did compliant um you know self-sovereign identity component as well um, so that's what we define as vivid. And when we talk about 
Moonlight and how Moonlight and Vivid work, well, Vivid is kind of the protocol layer, if you want to think of it that way. And then Moonlight is the application that sits on top of that. So, um, so that's really the way to think about the two and how they relate. Um, so you, interf you interact with Vivid using Moonlight um, to do these verification workflows. Um, and then by doing that, the value comes back to Moonlight because in Moonlight, you can create profiles, um, you can create your tasks and all of that. Um, and that's a unique Moonlight, that's unique Moonlight capability, but you get all the verification components from the Vivid piece. Um, so that's kind of how they work. So yeah, they're very tightly interlinked um, and they all make up, they all comprise what we need for an effective Moonlight platform. Um, we just, it, it makes sense from a business perspective to have this, this self-sovereign identity solution available for um, the rest of the ecosystem to use as well. Um, because as people use Vivid in other applications, they also then get all of that value inside the Moonlight platform as well, since you only verify these attributes one time globally across any application that is Vivid enabled. Um, you know, if, if you verify your identity on, um, we'll say like NeoFS, for example, okay, that verification also is available in Moonlight to use on your profiles. Um, if you're applying for work, for example, or you want to use it for networking. So that's really the power of the, the Vivid protocol. Cool. So Vivid is one of the two Neo ID candidates uh, along with Seraph ID. So from your perspective, why do you think developers and users would want to use Vivid as opposed to Seraph? Um, or even other available identity frameworks and standards in the broader blockchain ecosystem that are provided on chains like Ontology or Ethereum. Right. So I think the the first and probably the biggest argument is that um, it's publicly available right now. Um, applications can go to our site. Um, and they can integrate Vivid today. Um, there's no, you don't even need to contact us as a team. It would be good to contact us because we'll provide developer support. Um, but users can go in, they can use Vivid to authenticate and log in with their applications right now. I think that's a pretty big differentiator. Um, the, the other one is that we provide verification workflows out of the box. So in addition to being production ready as an SSI solution, we also provide the verification workflows. Um, so we, we really provide a complete product suite. So, uh, and that's something that's relatively unique. I think a lot of SSI platforms, it's kind of like the, they'll provide the framework like the low-level framework, the smart contracts, and an SDK to interface with them. Not only do we provide that, but we also provide all of the verification workflows for use for end users and application integrators. So they don't need to deal with integrating and issuing all of this stuff. We we provide that entire functionality for application developers. Um, you know, one of the other things that is for us very critical is 
the fact that our platform is um, permissionless, right? So Dylan, if you wanted to be a claim issuer on our plat on Vivid, you can right now. Um, you can go in and you can start issuing your own claims about identities on on the Vivid network. Um, that's a really big um, deal, and this actually goes back to a lot of philosophy within the COZ organization as well. Um, this these types of platforms need to be permissionless to prevent gatekeeping. Um, in the case that there's any sort of um, corruption within the system, right? It doesn't make sense for for the Moonlight team to be the ones that dictate whether somebody can issue or can't issue claims on the network um, because it, it introduces a conflict of interest, right, for integration um, and a big risk there. Um, the other thing when we talk about blockchain integration is there's no requirement um, for you as an example, if you want to issue claims, um, you don't need to know how to deploy a smart contract. You don't need to to be familiar with the blockchain at all. Actually, um, everything is handled through the SDK. Um, you know, I think those are probably the biggest things. Um, it, aside from being um, and supporting cross-chain features as well, um, like non-BIP39 aligned um, private keys across multiple chains, right? Architecturally, we can support um, verification and binding of multiple private keys across chains to a single identity. Um, I think that's a pretty powerful capability as well. Are we um, going to be expecting uh, an announcement for what chain Vivid will support next beyond Neo? Um, well, to give you the, the kind of tongue in cheek answer, it'll probably be Neo three, <laughs> right? Cool. Um, but there may be some information that comes out in the near future regarding some of the, the cross chain functionality. Yeah. Awesome. So switching back to moonlight, um, moonlight is currently in open beta. So what are some features that are available on the platform right now? And what can a user expect if they join the beta platform? Right. So, so I think the, the big thing to understand is, and we've, we've discussed these like larger kind of overreaching product definitions, right? Um, so this is very firmly in that, what we'd call the Copernicus release. If people have been in the community for a long time following us, um, this is really that, that profile generation, that profile sharing, um, and the analytics piece that come along with that, right? As well as some of those vivid features to do some of the identity verification, right? Um, so I think one of the big things that's probably overlooked by a lot of people in the ecosystem, and I've been a pretty big proponent of it, is the ability to create multiple profiles. Um, I don't think especially when we look at the trends, the professional trends um, in like the larger workforce right now, people are moving to a lot of gig and contract work, right? Um, where depending on what you're doing, you may or may not want that in a, like a resume or a profile that you're sending to another company. You may want to keep those completely separate um, and distinct from one another. 
Um, so that's something that we've architecturally built in from the ground up, and that is available right now. So people can create, um, they create their data, and this is goes to that, the philosophy of like create your data one time. Um, you know, you create your data set one time for all, a lot of this, um, and then you can kind of pull from that into a shopping cart, which is like a profile to share together as a group, right? Um, so then, you know, you can have maybe 50 different profiles if you want. Most users right now are generating maybe two or three um, that then you can share depending on the context of your relationship with the person you're sharing it with. Um, so for me, for example, I have kind of a global resume and then I have like a, a Moonlight business card, which is on my email footer, right? Which just has a little information. as like my email address, my GitHub account, all of that, of course, verified information. Um, and then I also have one for like COZ, right? Um, the other two key features in the platform right now, um, besides the, the vivid, like the verification components, um, are within each one of those profiles, we actually go one level lower. So you can create each of these multiple profiles. And then for each of those profiles, you can also create multiple links to send out to people. Um, and those links allow you to control access in and out of those profiles um, to multiple people. So maybe I give you access to my information, right? And then I also give it to um, another Neo News Today person, right? And then I decide, well, that other person, I don't really want them having access to my profile anymore. I can disable that. Um, one of the other ways you can use the links that I'm a huge fan of, and we, I actually get a lot of value out of this, is that the analytics features that we have built into the platform. Um, so this is, and this is exposed at a profile level and at a link sharing level um, where we provide the, the access data um, for every time somebody accesses your profile through one of those links and globally at a profile level, every time somebody accesses one of your profiles. Um, so whenever that happens, I get information indicating how that profile was accessed through which link and also how many times when they accessed it, things like that to really give me the, the, um, ability to understand how people are viewing the data. Um, as somebody who does most of my professional networking remotely, this is really valuable um, because I can send an email, for example, to somebody. And again, I mentioned I have my business card link in my email as a QR code. Um, if somebody clicks on that to view my profile, that's like a positive register, right? Maybe that's something I need to follow up on, for example. Um, likewise in presentations, I've used that as well. Um, it's been very useful and that's pretty unique. Um, I don't know that there are a lot of platforms that are providing, you know, Google analytics like features for, for networking at the fidelity that we provide. Um, I think there's a follow-up regarding next features or what people should look forward to. Is that right? I can't remember. I rambled a little bit. No, no, no. It's perfect. So today the user can create multiple profiles and they can choose to send out multiple links where they can 
give access to one person from an organization uh, as opposed to another. And then they can also look at the analytics to see who's looking at these profile links from where. So the next question I kind of wanted to lead into is, is we can do that today, but what happens tomorrow? What are some of the next features that are going to be included into the platform and what kind of use cases do you envision that these will enable? Yeah. So I think there are two, um, and I have, to, I have our roadmap in front of me and our community has been begging for this, but we've been a little hesitant to release it in any technical way um, because of my paranoia. Um, <laughs> the, there are two main initiatives I think people will see us pushing in um, for Moonlight specifically, and some of these bleed into Vivid. Um, be aware of that because they do benefit. They kind of pair off of each other. Um, I think people will be seeing um, support for additional verification methods on a much um, larger scale, right? I think, you know, we support a couple social platforms now. We support email verification. Those are really what we view as like the test verification workflows to make sure our architecture is where we want it to be. I think pretty soon people start seeing some really substantial verification mechanisms being released into the platform. Um, I also think in the near future, um, people will start seeing some of the the token utility showing up and some of the these like task creation and fulfillment activities showing up as well. Um, you know, I don't want to go too far off topic, but some of the the recent announcements for some of the DeFi stuff have been pretty exciting for us um, and will be um, definitely adopted um, as they mature. Very so, cool. I'm, I'm not going to get into details on that. Yeah, it's exciting to hear that some of the the workforce elements um, for for bringing together freelancers that were initially proposed in the white paper are starting to be worked upon. So kind of wrapping up our segment with Moonlight and Vivid, um, I'm just wondering if you can potentially tie into the Byzant discussion that you had recently. Um, any potential pilots or integrations that are in the works? And if you can't really talk about any of those, is there anything that you want to bring up about Moonlight or Vivid that we haven't talked about yet? Um, yeah, so I'm not going to name project names. Um, I, I named one in this podcast, so maybe people will rewatch if they didn't pick it up already. Um, there are a, a number of other projects, both in the ecosystem and not actually affiliated with blockchain at all that we're working with um, to, to build up some pilots. Um, I think, as I mentioned, um, Vivid is kind of the B2B piece, which onboards people into the, I guess we can call it like the Moonlight ecosystem. Um, so a lot of the B2B integrations will be on that level. Um, there are, that being said, some integrations or some partners we're starting to collaborate with, which are actually more interested in the Vivid plus Moonlight components and how that works. Um, you know, if you're looking at the market segments, that's going to be more in like the professional space um, and like the kind of the HR kind of tooling. Um, so that's that's really what I'm going to comment on with the pilots. I think you're going to start seeing some stuff probably over the next three to six months showing up in a 
in like an actual tangible way where people will be logging in with Vivid with Viv, into Vivid enabled applications. Um, you know, any final thoughts on Moonlight and Vivid? Um, try the app, the applications out. They're like if you go to Moonlight.io, you can play with them right now. Um, you are issued on registration a self-sovereign identity with your first claim. Um, you know, it, you are using the blockchain with those interactions. Um, we've tried very hard to hide a lot of the blockchain interactions from the platform because um, I'm assuming most of your users are aware of this, but blockchain is a very polarizing term to people. Either they are really into it or it's a kind of a scary word. Um, so we, in order to be as accommodating to our user base, which is arguably not in blockchain, um, we've tried to to obscure that as much as possible. But it is, we are using the blockchain um, for a lot of these interactions regarding, you know, I mentioned link sharing, right? Turning off access, adding access, issuing claims and verification, like a lot of this functionality is is on chain. So awesome. Thank you so much for taking time to share uh, more information about the great work that you and your team have been doing with Moonlight and Vivid. Um, looking forward to share this with the community. So I just wanted to thank you so much. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Well, what did you think of that conversation? It was awesome to learn more about what makes Vivid unique compared to other available identity solutions on the market and its available features right out of the box. I'd also like to note that Tyler did mention that cross-chain support was on the roadmap and the day after we recorded our interview, the Zillica blockchain announced upcoming collaboration efforts with Moonlight. I'm also looking forward to learning more about further partnership announcements coming in the next three to six months, as well as the new workforce features expected to go live on the platform. To keep up to date with the latest in the NEO ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, and or Spotify. And leave a five-star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the Neo News Today podcast and the Neo ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time.